Welcome to the Make Books Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Marlene Seegers, co-founder of Two Seas Agency, a boutique literary agency based in Ojai, California. Join me and take a glimpse behind the scenes of the international publishing world through my conversations with key players of the industry. My guests all have one thing in common. They make books travel, for instance, from one language to another, from idea or manuscript to published book, or from page to screen. Find out how they do it and why. Thank you for listening. And now on to today's show. Welcome to a new episode of the Make Books Travel podcast. This will be the last one for a while because I'm leaving on another long work trip in a couple of days. We are currently facing an extreme heat wave. It's like California wants to remind me of what that feels like before I head into European fall weather. I just turned off the air conditioner to record this introduction and wow, it is hot. Anyway, today's guest is Anna Lotz Nicolau of Nemira Publishing House in Romania. Anna has had an impressive career so far. She currently is the CEO of Nemira, was for many years a member on the board of the Romanian Publishers Association. And if that wasn't enough on her plate already, in 2021, Anna founded the first audiobook platform on the Romanian market in partnership with her brother, Radu Nicolau. This gave us plenty of topics to discuss, as you can imagine. So without further ado, here's my interview with Anna Lotz Nicolau. Hello, Anna. Good morning, or rather, good evening. <laughs> Thank you for joining me from uh, from all the way from Romania. Uh, hi, Marlene. Good uh, good to hear you, and uh, I'm I'm delighted to be you know to be here and uh, to talk to you from across the pond. <laughs> yes, uh, a, a big pond, a big pond, and a couple of you know an entire continent or two continents almost. <laughs> Between California two and con- uh, two continents, yeah. <laughs> two continents and one pond, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it is late for you now, and um, we were just talking right before I hit the record button. You have a lot going on right now, so let's just jump in right away. And um, with the question that I usually start with, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and and walk us briefly through um, the stages of your career in publishing? Um, sure. Um, so I've had a um, more unorthodox uh, journey into publishing um, because I come from a family of publishers. I'm the second generation um, uh, in publishing from my family. Uh, my father founded one of the um, first um independent uh publishing houses private privately owned publishing houses in Bucharest Romania just after the fall of the communist regime in 1991 and i sort of grew up in publishing um mm. and i grew up around authors and editors and you know around around bookshops but um i also wanted to you know, make my own journey into the world. So hmm. uh, I actually went to law school <laughs> <laughs> and I had uh, I had no thought of joining the family company until I finished law school. And 
my father needed uh, an intern for the summer and I said, why not? Um, so I started interning in um, the copyrights department um, mm. of our house and I just, I loved it so much. I never left. <laughs> uh, it was, um, yeah, it was fascinating. I mean, I think I never had um, the full picture of just what's out there, especially like in, in international publishing, international publishing and how many agencies are there and all the, all the publishers that are, you know, working and publishing hundreds and thousands of books, you know, every mm. year. And I was just mesmerized by all the rights newsletters I was getting and, um, and, uh, the, um, you know, uh, the fair, I went, I went to Frankfurt book fair, um, the first time, uh, in 2011, um, mm -hmm. three months after I started on the job and, you know, I was just starstruck. Uh, <laughs> I was just, um, yeah, I said, I said to myself, this is, this is my place. <laughs> mm. This is, this is where I belong. So Sweet. I, um, mm. I started, yeah, it was, it was a real, you know, awakening in a way. And I think mm. my first Frankfurt book fair was the moment that I, I decided that I just like want to be in publishing <laughs> for <laughs> the rest of my life. So, mm. um, I uh, started, you know, I started to be more, to get more involved in the company and I started to um, take on more editorial work and started to get, you know, involved with selecting the books that we publish. Um, and a couple of years later, uh, I felt like I wanted to, you know, experience what publishing was on a larger market. Um, so I went and did a publishing um MA at Oxford Brooks and hmm. I learned a lot um from professionals there and uh when I came back um this was 2014 um very shortly after in January 2015 my father died very suddenly and uh I had to take over the company I was 26 years old and <laughs> wow. uh, looking back I think it was <laughs> it was um it was a big big challenge I mean taking on a company that is you know older than you are and um <laughs> with uh with a team of 50 people after such a traumatic event both yeah. both personally and for the company um but you know i mean i'm still here and uh, i think um this very rough experience has you know made me who i am and has also you know given me a lot of strength to do everything after that basically mm. um so i started running the, running the company 7 years and a half ago mm -hmm. and i started you know to uh, develop the company and i uh, launched a, um, a children's imprint um, and uh, a science fiction fantasy uh, imprint. Uh, we just we were just talking before the recording that we just mm -hmm. launched our um, manga imprint like today, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and a year ago I started a second company with uh, my brother. Uh, 
which is a uh, which was the first audio platform on the market. So, mm. so mm. this is me. This is me in wow. a nutshell. For- that's quite uh, that's quite an impressive list of uh, of accomplishments and undertakings, I would say. Um, so when when you say so when you took on the company, uh, all those the, the, the additional imprints that you launched, you um, you had you had not been publishing that at the, at the publishing company yet. You were focusing mostly on like, I'm thinking then adults fiction and nonfiction or. Um... Um, yes. So when we launched a uh, children's imprint, we were not really publishing any children's books uh, at that point. We had done so in the past, but mm-hmm. um, okay. I think 10 or 10 or 12 years ago. And um uh when um when we're talking about the science fiction fantasy um imprint we we did used to be known as uh, a genre publisher so this is how we started uh-huh. started out in the 90s okay. um and our list of sci-fi and fantasy was also very strong always very strong but it was never you know um branded as an imprint, as mm, a, like a separate identity in, in the company, so mm-hmm. I just I restructured a little bit, um, mm. you know, the 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 departments in that way. Yeah. Mm, okay. All right. And manga and, we definitely mm, never yeah. <laughs> never published <laughs> until today. Mm, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's uh, it's it's really interesting to see. So you never actually, I don't think, named the the name of the the publishing company. So it is Nemira. Is, is that how to pronounce it? Um. Yes, it's Nemira. So it's it's a bit Nemira. more the, the e is okay. a bit more Nemira. Yeah, Nemira. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, this was uh, this was definitely uh, you know my father's uh, name, and it's it, it mm-hmm. never changed since its launch. Mm. Does and it, it mean actually anything? comes from uh, mm. it comes from uh, the name of a mountain, um, and in Romania. And I was actually mm-hmm. joking with my team today that none of us has has actually climbed that mountain. <laughs> Even though we've climbed others, um, and there's this um, this um, sort of legend in our company that the name means without rest, which is uh-huh. very appropriate for a publisher. It sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. You've been yes. so busy. <laughs> so maybe an idea for yeah. the next like team team outing is to, to climb the the Nemira uh, mountain. <laughs> Is we the, the, uh, that's mm-hmm. definitely on the list that's mm-hmm. definitely on the list <laughs> so when you uh, when you took over the company of course it was a, a, a dramatic circumstances and I'm, I'm really sorry to to hear it went that way um and uh so um, of course it was already a challenge on itself uh, as you say, professionally and and also specifically personally. Um, but besides that, once you started getting your uh, f- both feet on the ground again, and and um, yeah, picking up really the business. What what was the biggest challenge that you faced then, um, and and how did you deal with it? Um. Well, I think part of the challenge was, and uh, I mean. <sighs> I think part of the challenge was the fact that um, I was a very young woman in an industry that is still dominated by, um, you know, 
men <laughs> that um, that have you know founded their companies uh, in the '90s or early O's. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel that a, a lot of times I was um, I was uh, undervalued or you know underestimated because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But I think that also plays to your advantage sometimes if you're underestimated so i'm <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> it's mm. a it's a two-way street um mm-hmm. so i think that was part of the challenge and it also um it was difficult um to uh to create and um build uh, a, a team um and difficult to work with a team you know that you didn't set you didn't um choose mm-hmm. uh because yeah. when when i took over the company you know uh it was a team that i never chose for myself and mm-hmm. i'm very thankful thankful for their loyalty and support and you know encouragement and it it really meant a lot um but of course we've you know we've grown uh, since and uh it was um it was a challenge to to bring you know new people on board and uh new energy for all the projects that we've been uh we've been doing mm. yeah how many people work at the company now um we're still around 50 uh mm-hmm. full-time employees mm. um but we've got a, a large network of like outside contractors and you know translators and editors that we work with for different projects so you know all in all i would say another 100 people uh, mm. around the company mm-hmm. yeah and and roughly how many new titles do you publish per year it's around 150 titles mm. a year Mm-hmm. So it's um yeah it's it's quite Never quite rest, a few titles right <laughs> no <laughs> never rest uh, well, but I really yeah. am thankful that I've got a great team and I think you know I, I could never do this without them so mm, that's beautiful uh, yeah yeah Mm-mm. and how is the the current publishing market in Romania um, doing at the moment of course we just came out of or kind of still are at the tail end of of a pandemic um i can't quite remember whether romania saw um whether there were like strict bookstore closures during at any point during the pandemic uh, or not and how yeah how how have things developed during and and since then um, yes, there there were strict uh, um, bookshop closures in mm. Romania as well. Um, this was 2020 mostly, uh, and I think it was the autumn of 2020 that they started reopening, or late summer 2020. Uh, and that had a huge impact on mm. the market, obviously. Mm. Um, I think... The market is really struggling right now, but I think all markets are. Um, I think after 2020, um, you know, publishers 
really recovered last year and last year was a you know a great year uh with good sales um despite you know challenges from uh the paper uh crisis Mm-hmm. Um, so I think last fall, uh, the fall of 2021, you know, the, the paper crisis started and printing costs just, you know, went off the roof and that hasn't really stopped since. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this, you know, after this crisis and, you know, the war in Ukraine started mm-hmm. and the whole market crashed for a couple of weeks again and i feel since then we're still struggling sales um online sales are still down across you know across most industri- industries mm-hmm. um bookshops seems seem to be tr- thriving right now mm-hmm. um a lot of people seem to be like you know going back to bookshops going back to you know um like physical events and there's this like hunger for getting out and being outdoors and being with people and you know um enjoying life in the city mm-hmm. um and besides that i was talking to you know to booksellers a couple of weeks ago and they say you know that there's a um, real like uptick in um you know like teenagers coming to bookshops and mm. uh YA sales going up and you know mm. driving this increase in like sales in bookshops so there are there are some you know uh like worrying concerns when it comes to like the cost of printing the cost of like energy going up mm-hmm. uh, the fact that inflation is driving prices um like it's just like the prices have increased by probably 30 percent or 50 percent mm. in the last um yeah. the last uh year when it comes to books mostly mm. because of like paper costs printing inflation and you know uh, rising cost in salaries mm-hmm. um but people seem to still go to bookshops and um you know, teenagers seems to seem to be buying books, um, but we will see. I think the next six months are going to be critical. I think mm-hmm. uh, you know the the cost of uh, energy and heating is going yeah. to just really weigh a lot in uh, people's budgets, and um, probably you know we're looking at a. Uh, you know, we're probably looking at the recession in the next six months. I mean, there's there's no way mm, <laughs> it's not yeah. going to affect us. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we're, I think everybody is preparing and embracing. Yeah. Mm-mm. Is the is the ebook market existent in in Is that something that you could rely on? Because obviously, a lot of the costs that that uh, have increased are not in the picture is that something that you mm-hmm. can rely on or is it not really a, an important market factor yeah it's not uh, you know even with um bef- before the pandemic um 
there were only a few uh, publishers, including us, that um, were really publishing digitally, you know, like um, mm-hmm. ebooks as well as printed books almost at the mm-hmm. same time. A lot, you know, a lot of other publishers have started publishing ebooks um, in 2020 or 2021. Um, you know, seeing the that people are buying more digitally, and you know the the rise in uh, online sales and the rise in printing costs as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but even so, I think I would estimate. Um, ebook sales probably at one percent of the market, oh, or even less. Yeah. You know, th- right. there's just not mm. enough. You know, ebooks out there. There's no mm. single, you know, retailer that is driving um, the, you know, um, demand and pushing ebooks on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really have one uh e-reader you know on the market like or two or you know um and so people do read ebooks but they mostly if they do they they read from amazon in english Mm -hmm. um and amazon doesn't really accept ebooks in the romanian language uh it's not recognized on amazon so So we cannot publish there so uh, yeah, I, w- I was going to ask: Is is Amazon a player at all in Romania? Is there a local Amazon, the Amazon.ro? I, I would assume. Um, it's not there. We don't have a local Amazon um, platform, but it is present. I mean, Amazon does deliver to Romania, and I believe there is a local branch here, although it's it's not really focused on. Um, you know the, the book market yet mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. so it's mm. it's hard to say if they will open something like a amazon.ro anytime mm-hmm. soon um but you were saying also, for now yeah for now they they don't accept um ebooks in romania for now they don't no mm-hmm. no they don't accept we've we've tried to publish uh ebooks in romania and there just because you know there are a lot of people that do own kindles um and we just you know for we've tried publishing in romanian and they do not recognize it as a language they keep Mm -hmm. taking the you know the material down um so we will see if that's going to change in the future but so far if you do want to buy a ebook uh from a romanian publisher you usually have to go to their website like Mm. you know we sell through our own website uh, or to a few uh, online retailers that do sell ebooks, like mm. Libris, for example, or mm. you know a couple of smaller ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And what and what does the, the the overall book selling landscape look like? Uh, so we've already kind of discussed Amazon. Um, how, are there still independent bookstores left, or is it mostly bookstore chains? Unfortunately, there's, um, well, there's a few of them, but um, I would say, 
I, I think I would not really call them independent bookshops. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are mostly kiosks, really. Okay. I mean, they're, they're very small, you know, uh, mm-hmm. very small bookshops. And um, unfortunately, they're, you know, going out of business at a very, like, uh, fast pace. Mm. Um, but there's probably a handful of really good independent bookshops around the country. Um, like there's a great bookshop in Timishara that I really love. It's called, uh, uh, the two owls and it's run by these, uh, two young uh, women that, uh, have studied abroad and, you know, they, they love literature and they wanted to open, um, you know, bookshop focused on literary fiction, you know, in Timisoara. And they did that and they're doing a fantastic job. And, Mm. um, you know, it's just, there's a few examples like that, but Mm. not a lot. Mm. Um, But there is a a really good uh, bookshop chain here um, called Kurtzrecht, which with whom we have a you know a great relationship and um they are opening more and more bookshops in smaller uh cities where hmm. there's no bookshop at, at the moment so hmm. i think they're doing a great great job job at that hmm. and it's just it's hard if you don't have that you know economies of scale i think it's really hard to survive yeah. uh now so Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. And then you mentioned um in your what while you were walking us through your your uh your career so far that you recently, I think last year, um started an audiobook company. Um and c- can you tell me a little bit more about first of all the the audio market in Romania whether it's yeah, it's it's really getting a serious or is it if it's a serious uh, market share in in book sales and uh, then if you could talk a little bit more about your specific um audio platform that you launched mm-hmm. sure um so uh audiobooks um existed on the market um even before we launched uh, our company last year but it was mostly um s- like cd cds you know like, like physical a, yeah um, hmm. yeah so physical physical audiobooks uh which are you know obviously uh not no longer very relevant because you know there's not Who a lot has of a CD that. player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, mm. So when we launched uh, in August 2021 uh, our platform, there was there was really no um, platform or app that had digital audiobooks narrated narrated in the Romanian language. Uh, we were the first ones to on the market um and we launched with about 150 audiobooks uh from um from about 10 10 publishers that we work with um romanian publishers and mm-hmm. right now we've uh more than doubled that um that number and we're up mm. to 450 
audiobooks uh, in Romanian. And uh, uh, besides besides us, there's another platform that launched um, uh, like three months after we did in October 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also offer audiobooks uh, as well as ebooks, uh, but with, with a completely different uh, subscription model. Um, so right now the audiobook market in Romania is really at its infancy and, you know, we're probably talking, uh, about only like 800 audiobooks available in Mm. the Romanian language at the moment. Mm. So there's a huge, you know, (laughs) opportunity for growth here in Mm -hmm. the next, uh, in the next years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the demand is there. You've done some like market research. Well, we've or... done. Hmm. Yes, we've we've seen. First of all, obviously, we've been looking at other markets, yeah. and you know, audiobooks have just been growing and growing um, in uh, in Europe, not you know, the states as well, mm. and um, in Romania, um, one of the you know the one research that really encouraged us to take the step was um, concerning podcasts. And hmm. we we found out that around 3 million uh, Romanians listened, have listened to podcasts. And like most of them um, listened to eight hours or more um, a, a month. Uh, mm. oh. of podcasts you know yeah so That's, the habit yeah. <laughs> you know is there yeah. it's yeah. just yeah. you know they're consuming a different kind of uh of uh information of like content so mm-hmm. i know I, I we thought it was just a question of like um convincing them to try different content and like mm-hmm. you know create yeah. this habit of uh, listening to longer Mm-hmm. form content yeah 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 and so so how... um yeah go ahead <laughs> sorry <laughs> so we've um we've had a really good reception and a lot of people were very um very excited that you know the, they finally had the opportunity to like listen to audiobooks narrated in romanian and um we launched with um we we launched together with um uh we created this platform together with um a Norwegian company uh called Beach Technologies and um they have this really great uh product uh audio platform that they then develop with publishers or like media companies in different uh, countries and help Hmm. publishers, you know, um, fight with basically, uh, you know, the likes of (laughs) Storytel and other like Mm -hmm. big uh, um, multinational like platforms. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's great because we had, we received a lot of support from them and, um, they have they they're very knowledgeable about the the audio book uh, global market and what has worked in different 
countries and markets and we were able to tap into that Hmm. you know uh, experience and um, create this you know a unique platform for for our market and that Hmm. was really really great yeah Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like uh, it was a, a good a good choice of uh, partnership. And so, do you? Um, so, I'm I'm assuming that it's um, a digital audio only. Um, and do you? What kind of? Um, what 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 do you offer the customers? Is is it a, a subscription based, uh, or can also can can customers also like? buy or rent um the audiobooks for a certain amount of time um it's quite a unique uh, unique um system it's in part it's based on the original audible model uh mm-hmm. so it's um credit based subscription okay. yeah where um where customers get a number of credits every month that then that they then can spend on uh, on our platform um the the difference between us and the original audible model is that we have different price points uh for our audiobooks so an audiobook can cost you know, one credit, two credits, or three or more credits, depending on the length, on, mm. you know, um, the type of book, uh, the author, etc. Um, and our subscription range from, like, two credits a month to three credits a month and five credits a month mm. for the premium uh, subscription. And you can always top up with additional credits if mm. you finish up your credits yeah. earlier. Um, so it's, it's a way to account, uh, for each individual sale, uh, to publishers and to offer a fair rem- remuneration for, for, mm. for publishers and authors. Mm. And this was something very important, uh, for us when we launched a platform, because, uh, obviously we wanted to have premium content on our platform mm-hmm. and, we think, you know, premium authors and not only premium authors, but authors should be fairly remunerated for their work. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes this is something that traditional pool models don't really offer um, publishers and authors. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and, and was it um, easy or how, how because as you said, it was not, it was the first platform to offer uh, audiobooks in, in Romanian language. Do you, was it hard to obtain those rights from the rights holders or from the authors, if it's Romanian authors? Or was, was everybody um, just like, let's do this because there is a need? Um, it was a bit of a challenge. Um, hmm. I think some rights... It, we have a really good reputation in um, the rights community. So, mm-hmm. you know, this, I think, helped. Yeah. Um, but I think if, even so, it was a challenge for... Um, it was a challenge first to explain the system to most um, rights holders who are very, um, very skeptical 
when they hear the word subscription <laughs> and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know immediately they think of unlimited subscriptions um mm-hmm. and you know we tried to you know really show the difference between this model that accounts for individual sales and the uh the classic unlimited subscription they're very different um and you know once we were able to do that uh, and to show, you know, the difference in like model, a uh, business model, I think a lot of um, rights holders and authors, you know, were on board. But even so, there were many that, um, you know, probably due to experience were reluctant yeah. to work with uh, platforms that are still very young and many wanted to wait until the platform had more of a track record and Mm -hmm. we could show some sales and you know so it was just precaution i I think but Mm -hmm. uh something that i tried to really stress to to publishers and to agents was the fact that a lot of them seem to be very um very strong on what systems they don't support and the fact that don't they do not agree with unlimited subscriptions and pool mm-hmm. models but they should also come with knowing when to support something that is trying to create something different mm. uh, because unless we support you know alternatives to those platforms you know we won't really <laughs> there's no you know, progress have any... there's nothing yeah. yes exactly Mm-mm. exactly mm-hmm. so you have to start somewhere yeah exactly. and, and do you do you also offer content of audiobooks in in other languages or is it just romanian yes we um we started uh with um with a portfolio of about uh, i think it was 7000 um ebook, uh, audiobooks in english from hmm. harper collins uh uk Great. um hmm. and we've just added uh, harper collins us to the platform and i think we're in the process of adding Macmillan and RB Media as well mm. uh, in the next couple of months. So uh, at the end of the year, mm. we're probably gonna <laughs> we're probably gonna uh, pass um, sixty or seventy thousand uh, audiobooks in English on the platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. It would make sense, right? Because then there's one stop for the Romanian audiobook listener, whether they want to listen in Romanian or or in English, if uh, to to have just one platform and not to have to change to another platform. So I think that was uh, that's indeed a very very smart uh, thing. And and um, do you have like do you have an exclusive agreement with uh, because yeah are are there um, like for instance, the Harper Collins titles are they also available in Romania through other platforms? Um, we don't have an exclusive agreement okay. with uh, with these publishers, but mm. um, I don't think uh, that at the moment these portfolios are all mm. of, like all of them available on the same uh, same platform. 
besides ours yeah Romanian. they might be on audible sure uh, they might be yeah. on audible yeah uh uh-huh. but not other romanian based platforms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and are you thinking or maybe you you already currently developing any original content that you know speaking of audible that's what they've really seem to have been growing a lot and and other other platforms as well in in the english language is that something that you're looking into um yes definitely and it's funny that you should mention this because i just um saw this um uh, a friend of mine talking about the uh, audible um sandman um audiobook and uh-huh. i'm looking forward to, <laughs> to ah, listening yeah. to that <laughs> i'm watching the series right now so yeah <laughs> it's mm. uh it's really great isn't it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and um yeah we're definitely looking into creating uh, original audiobook content um we're doing that with uh some of our uh local Romanian authors mm-hmm. um and we're also looking at uh creating some original non-fiction content mm. i mean we have to say at this point um more than half our sales are non-fiction audiobooks mm. um uh, mostly uh self self-development Mm-hmm. um and business so mm. i think yeah we're looking to to see how this is going to change as we bring more people on the platform mm-hmm. um but we're definitely looking at you know building some original nonfiction content as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. I I have to say, usually when I listen to an audiobook, it it tends to be nonfiction. Although I recently also listened to a a novel, which was a really good experience. I, I guess it just depends on on the book and on the narrator as well. Um, so how do you hmm. see the next five? Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you wanted to just. We'll come to that. Yeah, I, I wanted to I wanted to say that I actually started listening to audiobooks um as well. Like I started listening to to nonfiction titles first. And only after a couple of years I started listening to fiction. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that might be the journey of most mm-hmm. people. Uh, yeah. really. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so how how do you see the fe- next five years or so unfold, both for uh, Nemira and and your um, audiobook platform? By the way, what what is the name of your audiobook platform? Of course, we will mention it in the show notes. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's Audio Tribe. Um, okay. It used to be called when we launched. It used to be called Echo, but we had mm-hmm. to we had to change the name, which was very mm-hmm. <laughs> very uh. sad. Um, anyway, um, I, you were asking about uh, the next five years. Mm. Um, I think that's a very difficult question. (laughs) And how would um, you like them to unfold? (laughs) (laughs) And actually, this reminds me of a book that I published a couple of years ago, um, um, Rebecca Searle in five years. I don't know if you, if you, oh, no, I haven't. Yeah. But I heard of it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But this is a classic, a classic question. Of, uh, you know, where do you see, see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that I think it's really hard to say because the next year is probably going to be very turbulent 
in yeah. many ways. Yeah. Um, for Namira, I definitely see us expanding our um, our um, imprints uh, more and more. I definitely see, as I was telling you, we've just launched a manga imprint, which mm-hmm. I think is going to be huge in mm. you know in a couple of years, and um, hopefully in five years, it's really going to be the uh, a market you know, leader uh, mm-hmm. on, uh, on the manga line. And um, I, uh, I honestly, I just, I wish if that in five years, we're not going to talk about a new crisis or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what are we going mm-hmm. to do <laughs> about this yeah. or that? Like, I, I wish for just like at least like two two stable years mm-hmm. where we don't have mm-hmm. to like worry about any crisis. But I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's po- like wishful thinking at this point. <laughs> we're probably just going to see more and more. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's. I think it's really impossible to say at this point. Um, yeah, but I do. I do know that I don't want to be the last one of my family to um, to lead uh, lead the company. Uh, so right mm-hmm. now, I'm really invested in like you know um, bringing and like raising the new generations uh, in my company. Like I've got a lot of young. Uh, you know, colleagues that I'm trying to mentor and like, um, you know, grow and, um, yeah, I think we should, you know, always invest in new blood and new ideas. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, seeing these young young people in my company and where they're gonna be in five years. So, mm. yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I, love, I love that. Yeah. And with, um, you know, with Audio Tribe, uh, we're, I think we're just starting now. I think it's just really early days. We've just secured a large investment from um, the Kurtresh to Bookshop chain uh, Mm. here in Romania. We're Mm -hmm. looking for more investors um, to to invest in the company uh, because obviously, you know the market has a lot of a lot of potential, and um, we will have to keep investing a lot in building more content. We'll have to you know invest more in marketing to to bring more uh, people on board and really develop develop the habit of listening to audiobooks. Um, and I think you know probably in five years, I hope we'll be in a place. Uh, where the market is more mature, where our team is definitely going to be bigger. <laughs> mm. And, um, you know, we'll be, my dream is to really offer the service as a benefit uh, for companies to offer the service as a benefit to their employees, you know, mm. a sort of green uh, audio, uh, like uh, library for um for companies that mm. you know they can uh offer to their employees um so i hope that's going to be something yeah. you know, we're, that nice. in five years we'll have a hundred companies that will be yeah. offering the service as a benefit to their you know employees mm. hopefully Mm-mm. that's the dream yeah 
That's really nice. That's it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and we are we're getting towards the end of um of the interview and I'm curious to hear about any books that you've read recently that you would like to recommend to our listeners. Um yeah, okay. This is a very easy question because oh, really I, <laughs> that's good <laughs> I just <laughs> it's not usually but I feel mm -hmm. this year it's been you know um I um recently went on my um honeymoon uh and oh. I <laughs> I lovely <laughs> I uh I took uh, I took with me a couple of books and um One of them was uh, Ministry for the Future by Kim Stanley Robinson. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, at one point I was just like fighting over it with my husband who ran out of things to read and, <laughs> you know, attacked my book. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, and I just, I think it's such a, a timely book and it's so... I, I would just like urge everybody to read this book. It's um, it's a book about climate change, uh, about the climate crisis we're in right now. And if you look around at all these, you know, extreme weather events, they're just going to get worse and worse. And I think, you know, what is what was shocking for me, you know, like Kim Stanley Robinson did a lot of research for this book. And it's just shocking to see how many like organizations and institutions and like you know uh mechanisms are already out there in place that should work and they're not working to protect the planet mm -hmm. and future generations and you know kim Stanley robinson um the title of the book ministry for the future he imagines this you know um institution that is being that was created um by the UN to fight for the interests of future generations hmm. and i just i think it's, it's such a brilliant you know idea and it's we desperately need that because with every like almost every decision that our like governments and our economies are like making they're like cutting short the the interests of future generations and it's mm. time that you know we stopped putting ourselves first you know mm -hmm. instead of our children's and our grandchildren's and our grand-grandchildren's and this planet um mm -hmm. and it's a really difficult book um it's um difficult but also i think in the end you know he, kim stanley robinson comes up with some really feasible ideas on how we can move forward from here and he ultimately is optimistic about our future and i desperately want to be optimistic you yeah. know for our future but it's be it's getting harder and harder to you know to do that mm -hmm. um but I, i i would just like put this book in the hands of everybody everybody <laughs> mm -hmm. okay and, uh, i had i had not heard of it i have to i have to admit but it makes me think a little bit about i was just listening to a podcast interview um with william mccaskill who's with the effective altruism um uh, 
community mm-hmm. and he has just released a book and it was about his book nonfiction, which is called what we owe the future and it's basically the same message but then in a nonfiction, <laughs> in a nonfiction yeah. um wrapping so i'm and I, I loved his message so i'm i'm definitely going to check out uh the ministry for the future uh thank you for that but sorry i i cut i cut you off yeah. what you'll, <laughs> i'm curious what you'll like think of think of it uh, you know mm. I, I think it, it, some some parts of it do read like nonfiction, mm-hmm. um and he's just he's done so much research you could you can mm. see that you know yeah. in the pattern of the book yeah. um but yeah i i think everybody should read this book mm. and um mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let me know what you. you think of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see because I, I just I just looked it up. Um, and I see that there's Jonathan Lethem gives a quote, the best fi- the best science fiction, nonfiction novel I've read. So that's uh, that makes me very curious indeed. And as you say, it's like it almost sometimes reads as nonfiction. So um yeah, wonderful. Well exactly. I'll, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Um so you just mentioned again before we started recording that tomorrow is the start of the Comic Con um, um, in yeah. in Bucharest. So is that a big is it a big um, event in, in Bucharest? I'm just curious, or is it a growing thing? It is quite a big event uh, here in Bucharest. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's. Um, um, it's. I think right now they're organizing it in Bucharest, but they also they're also doing a second edition in Cluj, which is a, a mm. city in the yeah. west of the country. So it's it's really grown in the last couple mm. of years. Um, and you know, I think it's probably very similar similar to the Comic Cons in the states, but on a different scale. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's a lot about you know technology, and it's a lot about comic books and mm-hmm. a lot about movies and um you know like recent adaptations and i think you know they're bringing actors uh mm. from you know like from the new house of dragon movie and mm. um they're they're really like small but very dynamic team that organized uh, the comic con here and it's mm. you know it's like probably ten thousand people that uh, mm. come to yeah. to see the see the fair. So, um, and we we as a science fiction and fantasy publisher, we we are there every year. And um, this year, as I was telling you, we're you know marking this uh, this event by launching the first uh, the first manga. Uh, translated manga volumes from our new imprint so mm-hmm. it's um it's very exciting we've got we've got a two meter statue <laughs> <laughs> uh we've got you know cosplayers we've got a lot of like you know merchandise and stuff so it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy I'm that really sounds like yeah i was going to say that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and a little crazy <laughs> but uh, yeah 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 yeah. um and and what is what is your favorite book fair so i mean this sounds like it's a whole other level of of book fair. i've never personally been to a comic con but i keep hearing like similar things it's a it's a bit different so from the like kind of regular book fairs what's um yeah what would be your favorite one if you can choose um so uh I think it's really hard not to say that um 
Bologna. <laughs> Bologna <laughs> Book Fair mm. is my favorite <laughs> fair because you know it's in Italy. It's um, <laughs> it's it's children's books and like YA and um, and you have gelato <laughs> and <laughs> pasta and pizza and I hate to say it but it's just it's Bologna is really amazing. Um, <laughs> what else? So, pasta, <laughs> <laughs> um, pizza, and gelato. It's uh, exactly. Sounds it, it sounds like <laughs> the perfect. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I do. You know, I think even the fair itself um, is a bit lighter. You know, it doesn't feel as rushed or like as stressful as mm-hmm. uh, Frankfurt or London does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know maybe. Kid, like children's like agents and uh, publishers are a bit lighter you know mm. I don't mm-hmm. know maybe yeah a little yeah. bit uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first and, one and you will definitely not be the last one to to name Bologna as their favorite book fair of all the the, the people that I've interviewed it's it just it's a it's definitely a a recurring um a name that I hear and uh yeah, I, I haven't, I've never been, but um, we're actually, and this is quite new, so we haven't officially announced it yet, but we are going to represent the children's book publisher. Mm. So, um, so actually, Chris, That's um, amazing. Congratulations. my co-worker, I thank you. Yeah, you'll surely hear more about it soon. Um, and Chris is going to go, uh, my co-worker, uh, she's going to go to Bologna. Um, and uh, so, yeah, very, very curious to hear what, what her experiences are in uh, in March next year. But she, she's definitely <laughs> looking forward to it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's no way, you, you know, not to love Bologna Book Fair. You know, <laughs> it just, it, it cannot... <laughs> I've never heard anybody say they do not like Bologna. <laughs> I've heard many people say they don't like Frankfurt or London. Yeah, or, right. You know, but Bologna, there's something. You know, there's about no way it. you can love that. Mm-hmm. All right, Anna. Well, um, we really are getting to the end of the interview. Is there anything that you wanted to mention here? That um, yeah, before before we wrap everything up. Um. No, I don't think so. No, I think we've probably covered, covered all the yeah. all the bases. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Merlene. This was uh, yeah. this was really lovely talking to yeah. you. Thank you, Anna, and um, have a lot of fun. Don't go too crazy during Comic Con <laughs> in Bucharest this weekend, and um, you will probably be in Frankfurt. So so will we. So um, and we meaning Chris and me, and uh, so we'll we'll surely run into each other there too. Looking forward to I that. I look forward to. Yeah, me too. Me too. Right. Thank you so much, Marlene, again. Bye-bye, Anna. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Make Books Travel Podcast. I hope you had a good time and learned a thing or two. Check out the agency's website, 2CsAgency.com, for more information and resources about the international publishing scene. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please leave a positive review. Thank you, merci et à la prochaine.